Blog Talk Radio. Hello, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I know many of you have been wondering, where is she? Why haven't she been on Facebook? She hasn't been on Instagram. She ain't been on Twitter. She ain't been nowhere. You're absolutely right, because I have been, I'm going to say like my sister from another mother used to say, I've been experiencing a healing. So <clears throat> I am feeling a little better, and I, I want to give my props to my girl, Ouija, because I was listening to her, watching her passion, watching, listening, hearing what she was saying, and she was so right on point. So if many of you did not get a chance to hear her and the message that she was saying, because I said it gave me confirmation because I was trying my best to get up out of the bed when I was listening to what she had to say. She had a very valuable word. And I told her she definitely gave me confirmation, which I knew and I had been saying that I was going to come on. I had been saying that I was going to deliver and do this show, but, Lord, my voice be giving out, my body be giving out, and everything. Just like they say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan, because it don't always go the way I be thinking it's going to go. So I'm trying to text this man and let him know that I am on the air. So hopefully he will join me as, like I said, this is a topic that we have wanted to talk about before. Now, I want to first say Happy New Year to everyone. This is a new year out with 23, 2023, in with 2024. And every year people make these New Year's resolutions, and we just be, sometimes, we just really be lying to ourselves, because I know I do. I got two lifetime, well, one lifetime membership at 24-Hour Fitness Center. Another one I have at Planet Fitness, and I ain't been to neither one of them yet, even though I keep saying I'm going to take my butt to the gym, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that really, but I know that there are some things that I really need to work on, and there are some bad habits that I know I need to change. There are some things that I needed to change about my life, and it, I just text you. You're supposed to be calling in, not watching on Facebook. Don't make me start fussing, because you know my voice will give out on me. So hopefully you will call in. So we started talking about is change possible, because like I said, every new year, People make these promises, they have all these things that they go say, and sometimes we be like, stop lying, stop playing with yourself, stop, stop doing that. However, when we start talking about that, there is a debate, and the debate, they talk about the stability of a personality trait, because sometimes some things just may not be in people. When we start talking about changing habits, changing behaviors, we say we're going to eat healthy. I ate a salad the other day that was with spinach. And the cheese, freaking, um, I'm laughing about it because I didn't eat the old salad. I mean, old salad. But I had greater dishes, and the salad was good. I put some coconut strips in it. My stomach was towed up because my body was not used to that. My niece just came in and said, my auntie, you want me to bring you some food? I'm like, what you cooking? She was like, pork chops, da, da, da. I know I ain't supposed to be eating that. I know I'm not. But change. So when we start talking about these things, now, like I said, with the New Year's, many individuals have made, said, or perhaps indicated the changes that they want to make in their life. However, without it being when we're talking about the New Year, would you have made those changes? Would you have said so? Look like Ed is on, so let me log him on because I don't want to be talking about myself because I don't feel good. 
Hello, Mr. Ed. How you doing? You know you cheated, right? Hello, Mr. Ned. I did it. Huh? I stuck the word this time. I know you've been like, oh, I guess I've been OB, but you know, I've been like going back and forth, back and forth. And I'm going to try. I already got to blow my nose because I'm already stuffing. But on Facebook, I really hate 3D and all in my nose, but I can't breathe. So how you doing? I'm doing okay, Jeanette. I'm kind of out on the road right now, but uh, I, that's why I was just going to check you out on Facebook until I got home, but you pretty much pulled me into this. So. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> you didn't know I was a bully. You know, I, I can't yeah, be a bully. You, you do that. My mother told me a long time ago, she said, no is an answer just like yes. And I used to be like, but I don't like no. <laughs> I don't. I'm not too kind of the word no. So I, I don't like being told no. So if I got to do it, you can come on here too because I really want to go get back in the bed. But I'm just like, oh, my God. It's crazy. Well, I didn't say you no. I was just uh, you know, I was trying to handle some things before I got, you know, on here. Okay. But since you pulled me in, I'll just wait. Well, I appreciate you. I, I do appreciate you. And when we talk about change, and is change possible, especially when we start talking about old habits, old behaviors, like I said, we're in the second week, second week of the new year, Many individuals start making these promises. Many individuals are talking about what they go do with their life or how they're going to do certain things differently, and we start talking about these things. And sometimes these habits can be a challenge. And sometimes many may not want to change certain things unless they're either forced, they're either asked to do it, and sometimes it can be another form of manipulation. Because some people will make it seem like they change certain behaviors. They ain't change. It ain't at all. Now, Today, I want to talk about how can a person change a habit or behavior? Is change even the stages of change? Because a lot of individuals don't realize we have stages of change, which is the pre-contemplation, the contemplation, the action that it takes to change, maintaining it, and it's a cycle. So if we start talking about change, and I know sometimes, Individuals may not want you to change because they get used to people being a certain way. What's your take on that where is change even possible? Well, I'll make this here. When it comes to change, um, you've got to look at the perspective because, for instance, um, a caterpillar. Does a caterpillar change into a butterfly or does it evolve? Okay, that's a good one. In other words, the DNA is there to become a certain type of a thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Does a tadpole change into a frog or does it evolve? <laughs> I like that one too. <laughs> There's a DNA thing going on. They're meant to be a certain thing. And when uh-huh. they get to a certain point, they become that, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with people, you know? You have a certain DNA within you, okay, and you – well, you know, I've heard so many, it's just like when people say, oh, I was born gay, da, 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 da. The thing is, like, it's not no DNA thing. It's something that you decided to do at some point. You don't even, you're not even conscious of it. You just decided at one point, I'm going to be hetero or I'm going to be homo or I'm going to be both, you know. 
and you, it's not something like a, like a conscious decision you made. You just made a decision unconsciously that this is how you want it to be, and that's how you your life. That's how you develop. Okay, so it's not not necessarily wrong to become one or the other, but mm-hmm. you know you're not. There's no baby sitting in no nursery looking at other babies thinking sexual, you know, fantasies. And, and, you know, you just said to a whole nother level, because I just had a conversation with another with a person, and in, with this conversation they were talking about relationships, and they were talking about being tired of being in a toxic relationship with men. The woman said, well, you know what? I'm just going to stop dating men and just women. And I was like, oh, but that don't change relationship dynamics, whether it's a male or whether it's a female. Because if you're dealing with a toxic person, you're just dealing with a toxic person. And sometimes people run from change. Sometimes they don't want to take accountability to what role you are playing in this. What is your role? You know, we, we talk about in addiction, changing your things. I tell people, your attitude will determine your altitude. I'm going to say this. I'm putting it out there because nobody knows this as far except for the people in my household and Miss Ladell. But um, my niece came in here and told me, hey, Auntie, what's going on with your car? I'm like, what do you mean? Mr. Ed, somebody that keep my car. What? <laughs> you know what? You are the third. You're the third person I've talked to this this week that said that. But you know, somebody yes, a couple other people said the same thing. Still keep Well, let me say it like this. This is. This, this is, that's, that's a haterism thing. That's a haterism thing. That's just somebody around you, don't they, do, they mad at you. They're haters. So that's a haterism thing. So, Mr. you know, Ed, they just, you know. First, Mr. Ed, first they hit the car in the driveway, and I had a big old hole mm-hmm. in my pocket. okay? Now I got key marks all the way from the front, all the way to, like, the middle. I didn't even go outside and look at it. My niece just sent me a picture. I- I'll take you the picture. I'm like, that Paul Mercedes. That, that Mercedes is catching hell. It's just catching it. I don't even want to call. I-, I said, you know what? I told my niece, I said, I ain't even going to call my insurance company. I'm just going to call a place probably this week and just get it paid. What the you know, and I've been checking my cameras. I got eleven thousand and some odd notifications that I got to go through. I'm just like, who walked up in my front yard and keep my Mercedes? Really? And it takes up that I know of. But I'm like, really, really, really. Ooh, well, like I said, like once again, that's just that's that's just haterism. That's somebody that you somebody. It might not even that person you person. They might even might not even know you personally. They just probably just seen you and have a certain feeling about you for whatever reason. And they just you know, I mean, I've been through the same thing. I remember some years back when I bought a brand new truck. Um, you know, I had it was a turquoise blue, pretty, right. And the uh, same thing happened. I went out there one day, and the whole side was just from the headlights to the taillight. You know, somebody uh-huh. just got me. I was on my way to work. I'm like, ain't this up? So I go to the paint shop, and um, well, I mean to the dealership that I got it. And um, the guy, he he, uh, he touched it, right? And he showed. He said, Mr. Smith, check this out. 
So he he touched it, and uh, the paint job was so thick, right? Mm-hmm. All they had all they had to do all I had to do was to get a brush, and brush mm-hmm. over it, and it faded away. The mm-hmm. paint just kind of folded over. I didn't even have to get it repainted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know this may, this is going to make some haterisms really upset. Because <laughs> you know, I don't have to do brush it off, you know. Then he had to get it repainted. Because that's how good the paint job was, you know. And yeah. I didn't even know it. I was like, oh, man, I appreciate this ride. But the point yeah, is, you, you know, know that, that's just haterism. That's just, you got well, you're going to have that. No, no matter what you do, where you go, you're going to have that. But I, even, if they have, even if they have more going on than you got. You know, you got some people just going to hate, period. You know what? It's really sad. You know, yeah. They just don't know what I go through. They really don't have a clue. But it's, you know what, it's all good. They hit it before I was able to drive a BMW. You know, now you just scratched it, keep me up, but oh well. Oh, you just make me go want to buy another one. <laughs> well, what you what you should do, get you one of them kind of alarms when somebody gets near it, that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that yells hey. at them, get away from this car, you know. <laughs> I have a friend of mine in my uh, apartment place. He, he he got one of those kind of alarms. He was you, if you like two feet from it, it's gonna get there. Get away from the car. Well, you you can you can record the voice yourself, right? Uh, Whatever you want to say. And it's get away from the car. Daughter, I told my daughter. I said, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna buy me one more big house. One more. I said, and then what I'm gonna do? And when I die, you gotta pay for it. I'm gonna do you like my mama did me. <laughs> something to say right quick before you just jump to another track. <laughs> I had something okay. I wanted to say. And it's, and it's related to your topic of the show, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as the change and stuff goes, you was talking. You know, because like I was saying, you're going to be around those that, that have their issues whatever, for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. uh, I had to watch these certain people out here. I'm still on the road. And, um, you know, so, but, and you got to, as far as the New Year resolution goes, and, you know, you got to think about you know, in order to change, you have to – sometimes you have to adapt in order to yep. change, okay? You have to adapt to what's going on, your environment, your surroundings, et cetera, you know, in order to change. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just change and, and don't adapt, mm-hmm. see? Cause just because you change, that don't mean your surroundings are going to change, you know? Well. You know what? This is one of the things I tell the individuals, especially in a relationship. You got to be willing, you got to be ready, and you got to be able. And sometimes individuals will make promises, or they'll say that they want to do something, or they want to change, but they're doing it for the wrong reason. You can't just turn and flip on a, or flip on a light switch and be like night and day when you're talking about being with somebody, even in a relationship, because that would be like if I'm talking to you, or you say, "Well, you know, Jeanette." I like, and I and I say, well, well, I'm a change, and I'm gonna work on this. And if you're not doing it for you, but you're doing it for somebody else, that don't work. That don't work. You know, even though when you say adapt, you also have to acknowledge. And I was talking about toxic behaviors. 
some things that people do, it's like I should have called my cousin because he made an analogy one time. He said sometimes you can sit in SHIT long enough, you don't even smell it anymore. So sometimes <laughs> behavior can become part yeah, of their you, that's, that's adaption. That's mm-hmm. adaption. You do it. It don't bother them. So it's like, why should I do something about it? It ain't bothering me. But we go change. Exactly. Yeah, I was in a conversation with someone last night about uh, something similar. You know, he was talking about how you know how a lot of old people tend to you know have the heat up extra hot and stuff. You know, and you be like, yeah. I don't even want to visit grandma and stuff because the house is so hot. You know, and then you realize you, if you didn't got up to that age, and and then you find yourself, you know, you you you, you come back into your house and it's hot as heck inside. You be like, I'm not I'm doing it with my grandma. I'm gonna go you know? right there, right? Look. I got my heater right here. <laughs> yeah. Are you? And also, you, yeah, so you're doing, you know, you're realizing it, you know. But, but, but you, you don't, you don't know how the, hot it is until you go out and come back in. <laughs> you know? And I keep my heaters, Bobby, my heat blanket, Bobby. Man, and you know what? And that is true because old people used to keep their house even hot in the summertime. But they have to because their bodies be aching. I get it now. I didn't understand it when I was younger, but I understand it now. So, ooh, Lord Jesus. So that is true. That is true. So they had to change, and they had to learn to adapt. They really did. But we start talking about that kind of change. That's a whole nother issue, a whole nother issue. Yeah, but it's still adaption, adaption, see? mm -hmm. It's still adaption. Correct, correct, correct. We learn it to adapt. Now, when we start talking about not only adapting, we have to make a commitment to change. Some individuals find it very difficult to make that commitment, meaning they say they want to change, but do they really want to change? Are you in it to win it? Or are you just talking to talk and don't want to do the walk? So what about the commitment? That's really, really huge when we're talking about change because sometimes it's seasonal. Sometimes it's, you know, people are saying that they want to do these things, but it really really ain't in them. It really ain't. What about the commitment part? That question? Yeah, that's a question. It's a change. Because I can, I'm like this. I'm loyal to a fault. But when it comes to committing to things, I will change my mind in a heartbeat. Now I don't want to do it no more. Either I get bored or I'm not interested or especially if, if you say, Jeanette, let's go, I'll try something new as long as it ain't got nothing to do with the gym. And I know I need to go. <laughs> but I don't want to go to the gym. I don't like that place. <laughs> but I got and I need to go to the gym. I need to get up and do like old folks. I need to get my stick. I get my dog, and I need to start walking. I got to get up, and I've got to move. i got to move. But that commitment, I'll do it one day, and I, I don't even know what my tennis shoes are. You know, so that commitment can be a hot mess. Well, you know, my issue has been, you know, it's not necessarily been commitment. You know, like like you know, as far as like uh, uh, New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. My thing is the last like the last three years or so, 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'd be saying like, okay, such and such a date, I'm going to start going to the gym and I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to start making this happen, right? And mm-hmm. then next thing you know, I have a, you know, death in the family, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so then I get past that and I'm like, okay, well, so now I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it you know, on this date, you know. And the next thing I know, right, you know, the, the very day, like, you know, March the 1st, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing it, you know. So, you know, I didn't I didn't get there on March the 1st, so I said, okay, I'm going to do it on the 15th, okay. And I'll be doggone 2020, pandemic, everything is shut down. So now I can't go to the gym. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know, so then finally, you know, a year or so later, Things open up, you know, and I say, okay, well, now I'm going to start to make some stuff happen. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then I have another death in the family. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, these kind of things is what's been happening to me like the last three or four years, you know. Mm-hmm. you know, And it kind of knocks me down, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily motivation. It's just like, you know, once, once you stop, you'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to pick up at this time, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, like I said, but before that time comes, something else happens that pulls your attention, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily motivation. It's just circumstances some, can sometimes affect your plans. Correct. You know, you know and, and, uh, and so, but, but it's different if you're just sitting around the house and you just, you know, well, I'll change my mind. I don't really feel like going. That's different. <laughs> you know, but when something actually happens that really pulls you away from that, then that's a whole other thing. That, that makes sense. Uh, so here, here's the thing, though, Mr. Ed. If we're talking about going to the gym, even if we have a death in the family, we can still, and I know I'm being a hypocrite, but we can still carve out time to even still get to the gym, exercise. i got so many exercise stuff in this house I can use. I have stuff in the room. I Sometimes I used to just close the door. Now my nephew and them, put his little blow-up bed up in there. I don't even go in the room to ride the stationary bike anymore, but I need to. So a lot of times we start talking about that commitment. We commit to things that make us feel good. We commit to things that we want. We we like what we like, and that's just basically it. Another area of that I see with challenges with change and, um, is that when we start talking about um, we get comfortable with our habits, or we and we become reluctant to step out of our comfort zone. And some individuals, they what they they do is they fear the unknown, or they worry about, you know, potential risk. Or if I change, people may not like me. Or I've changed a lot about my life, a lot, to where some of my family members be looking at me like mm, the old Jeanette would have, or the. Just like even, like I said, with some of my car. Normally, I would be like, uh, but I'm not there anymore. I'm not that person anymore. I look at things as opportunities for growth. I look at situations I'm not going to let something negative consume me. And one of the things is talking about change, and we talk about our attitude, is some individuals need to change this negative perception about things. Or everything is just so doomed. I can't. I can't do negative. I can't even do negative people. They get on my nerves. I ain't got time for that. So how can we, how the fear of the unknown? People, well, you know, I would like to do this, but, or if I do this, you know, this may, how do you handle that? 
fear of the unknown. Let me see. Well, I don't know about that because I've never really experienced such a thing. Because first of all, when it comes to stuff like what you was talking about, motivation as far, but I've been, I've always been the guy to try to keep fit. Okay, and um, it's only been since the pandemic where I kind of started slacking off on going to the gym and things of that nature. So I was always a regular gym guy. Mm. Anyway. And then I um, had slacked off for a minute, and then I um, picked up, and then I, um, you know, that's that's started back again, right after the pandemic and stuff. And then, like I said, I had you know family issues and stuff. I had, first I had a death in the family, and then I had some other things going on, you know. And so it's not that I, you know, was trying to get motivated to go to the gym or get myself, and you know, I'm not used to exercising or whatever because I was really used to it. I just wasn't feeling like doing it because I had other things on my mind, okay, that was going on in my life. And um, it's not necessarily about fear of the unknown. It's just, you know, I just didn't feel like it, <laughs> you know. You know, I have to admit, I, I was, you know, I still go through a little bit as far as depression, you know. And depression will kill your motivation, too, you know. It will. It it, it really yeah. will. Depression you know. is something I don't play with. I, I don't I don't play with depression because even as a therapist, and many individuals know that I am a licensed therapist, and sometimes when I learn with dealing with individuals that are dealing with depression and trying to motivate them or motivate the individuals to see the positive side of things or to a different outcome and trying to process those complex emotions can be a challenge. So I would rather deal with an individual that's angry or dealing with anxiety, not to the point of having panic attacks, and, you know, trying to get them to change their their view, or not really change their view, but process these things because depression can be seasonal. And I want to say this, mental health is real. Now, you may not be able to, and I tell people this, appeal doesn't change your situation. It, it really don't. Uh, I want that, I try my best to meet people where they are, to help them get to where they're trying to go, but I tell them they got to do the work. The work is not for me to do. Now, when we start talking about even with depression and, and changing your, one changing their um, perception of it, what do you do? Notice that you are slipping into that slippery slope of uh, weather because you and I never talked about this before. When we start talking about change possible, especially when we talk about the mindset, and when we start talking about, like you said, depression. I've seen some of the things that you posted. I hear some of the things that you say. You know, um, even when we start family and death in the family. I've been to so many funerals. I'm like every week I'm going to a funeral. I am funeral out right about now. And I tell individuals for my funeral, I got to do not come to my funeral list. So if I was to drop dead and you come to my funeral and you see people tapping people on the shoulder, that means you didn't say get the hell up out of here. Yeah, I heard somebody say a long time ago, an older person told me this a long time ago, he said, you know you're getting old when you start going to more and more funerals. Mm, but, Ed, I've been going and to funerals. I was like, you know, and that, but you know, at first I was kind of like, mm, I can kind of see, but as uh, so this was years ago, so mm-hmm. but now that I've gotten older and I've seen a lot of people that I know that 
are gone, you know, relatives, friends, associates, whatever, you know, I understand what he was saying. You know, the older you get, the more funerals you're going to see. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, I mean, like, you know, when you're, when you're a youngster, you might see two or three people, you know, no big deal, funeral, well, you know, death happens. But then when you get older, instead of two or three, you're seeing nine or ten, and then 12 or 15 or 16. Mm. So then you start realizing more and more about your mortality, you mm-hmm. know, that people can go. <laughs> you know, this is a serious oh, thing when somebody what? close to you. I got you. And you know what, Ed? That's, that's an interesting concept. But I can remember going to my first funeral at the age of five, far back as I remember. And I've been going to funerals since the age of five. So I had quite a few friends die, murdered when they were when we were in our teens. And even in my early 20s, and, you know, and then now that I'm in my 50s, it's like, wow, now I'm watching, I watch my friends bury their parents, which I buried my mother first. So I was able to help some of them because I had already went through it. But even with my own mortality, I don't fear that because I, I get these calls, and I don't know if it's just they really trying to get on my nerves. They get these calls from people asking you about um, funeral plans and and uh, funeral arrangements and final expenses. And I, I mean, like, please take my name off your list because I've already paid for four funerals. I got four funerals already paid for. I got the deed to my grave, so I'm not worried about that. I got opening closing already paid for. But I don't know how they got my number and they keep calling me on this doggone list. I'm about to pay in California, have funding, and da 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 da, and your final excuse. But then yet we got people dying that still don't have insurance or don't have a big funeral. What you think it? They, don't, they think, well, I don't want to die, leave somebody else with my money. I don't want to. It's about responsibility and accountability. At just the age of 10, I'll never forget when my uncle was murdered. And when my uncle, ooh, thank you. When my uncle was murdered, my aunt, my grandmother, she had a $500 But I, I said I would never want to be in that situation, so I've always answered that. I ain't. But even when we start talking about change and how we see ourselves, how we see our future, how we look at things, and um, those are just that's a whole other issue that people. Um, can talk about. I said I was going to talk. Oh, yeah, about I agree. The insurance thing is a whole other issue because there's a there's a lot of crap with that too. Because when I'm when my father passed, you know, I went through a lot of hassle trying to get his insurance in my pocket because they had pulled a move on his insurance. I couldn't even get it, you know. But that's another story for another day. That was that was a that was episode, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but as far as as far huh. as the first funeral I went to. Uh-huh. Um, you heard of um, you heard of um, uh, you heard of Cassius Clay, right? Mm-hmm. You know who he fought for the championship, right? I don't know who he fought for the championship, but I know who Cassius Clay is. I know I know you were in the boxing. I have an uncle that was a trainer, but I never really followed boxing until Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis. 
Gray and I'm more of that era versus of Muhammad Ali when he was Patrick Clay and all of that. But did he fight for the championship? Um, he um he fought a boxer named um oh shit, I'm driving right now, I'm trying to focus. <laughs> you threw uh, it out? <laughs> uh, dang it, I can't even think. I don't know a second. Hold on a second. Let me let me um I gotta I got I, I gotta focus on I got some traffic. Let me, let me call you right back, okay? I gotta, oh, I gotta do some traffic. No problem. No problem. I'm not gonna even I'll Google it. That's just Clay fault. But I'm gonna give the listeners some information as we start talking. His table and he has a yes. But by talking about change. You gotta first identify what it is you want to change. Is it something about yourself? Is it something about your situation, your predicament? Because a lot of times people can become overwhelmed with things, and when you got a whole lot of stuff going on, you gotta be able to figure out. And I talk about stressors, and I talk about triggers, and and it talks about it changes. Well, yes, you can change. We're changing all. Uh, time. I remember my mother used to say, I ain't going to never change. I'm going to always be saying, no, you're not. Because every night you go to sleep, every day you wake up, like when Mr. A was talking about the butterfly, talking about the tadpoles, it turned into a frog, we going to evolve. We're going to change whether we want to or not. And part of that is we are constantly adapting to also even new technology. When we start talking about people, that's when it becomes tricky because sometimes individuals can just be stuck in their ways. Now, when we start talking about is it possible to actually change, well, there are many debates on the stability of personality traits because some individuals can just be stubborn. Some individuals can just be set in their ways. However, many experts agree that personal growth and change can be possible. It, it really can you know, we learn to educate ourselves. We learn to look at our resources. We learn to, to look at um, things that are in our environment. But with commitment and self-reflection and understanding of barriers that can prevent change and openness to feedback. Now, we've got to be open to feedback because we want to know how we're doing, where we're at, where we're going. Individuals may transform and improve their lives. Like I said, I don't think the way I used to. I don't do things the way I used to because I had to learn that these things that was happening in my past was not good for me. So I had to learn how to do better. Now, when we start talking about is it possible for people to change, people can change when they're self-aware, receive support, and become intentional about behaving differently. You've got to become intentional. But change takes time, and it may be challenging in some cases. Now, and when we talk about the challenges, some individuals, like we talk about dealing with depression, people deal with other mental health issues, some individuals deal with poverty, and they feel that their situation is not going to change. But when we start talking about some of these things, these symptoms can impact your attitude, your habits, and your behaviors. I see you back, Mr. Ed. But when I talk about how... And a person truly change. Acknowledge, say, and look 
what, what is your take on that acknowledging things that you want to change? You can identify. So you got a lot of. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I had to, you know, guy, was, uh, there was a lot of traffic stuff going on, and there was some cops out here, and I didn't want them to see me and talk on the phone. And, you know, no problem. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, a- acknowledging what now? you got to acknowledge the things that you want to change, either whether it was oh, mistake yeah. or yeah. whether something was brought to your attention. you got to acknowledge it. Oh that's yeah, we, yeah. We said that earlier about acknowledging that. That kind of that's the first step to to changing. You got to acknowledge what you got to change first. You got to look at your environment, your circumstances, your, you know, what's happening, and then go from there. But I, let me re- re- revisit the other thing real quick, and then we'll move on with the acknowledgement. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. the, the one I was talking about as far as the Cassius Clay thing, who he fought for the championship. I'm quite mm-hmm. sure a lot of your listeners to know this. Um, Sonny Liston is the name. I right. Okay. okay. Sonny Liston was my father's second cousin. Uh huh. That was the first funeral I went to with my father in Las Vegas. I was about I was about eleven. Mm-hmm. Ten, ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the first funeral I had ever went to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um you know, and I seen, I saw celebrities, I saw people, you know, because my dad was a boxer. You know, I told you that. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, and some people, he, he took some pictures with some people. I don't know what happened to his pictures and a whole other thing to him and my mother and that's a whole other thing. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was the first funeral I had actually been to. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everything, there was nothing that compared to that for many years. Okay, mm-hmm. the other funerals I had been to, nothing had compared to that one. Okay, because a lot of celebrities had contributed to this funeral, and so it was a pretty big thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just, you know, it was really unique. When I look at, here's a person that was once on top of the world as the champion of the world, okay, until he lost his title and, you know, things. This is a person that could have changed his life in a different way. Even though he lost his title, he still could have been, you know, he could have did good things. But he mm-hmm. was he was just basically a thug, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that he um, was probably taken out because he he didn't dive on a fight and that mob might have took him out. You know, it's all kind of speculation and, you know, propaganda. But... The point is, had he had he just went, he, he really could have got out of, out of boxing. Good, he could have became an actor. Uh-huh. You know, he could have been another Jim Brown or somebody. You know, mm-hmm. but he decided to. You know, he was still into the drugs and you know women and you know fast women and all that crazy life. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know he ended in a way that he really didn't have to. You just brought up something to Jim alive because I thought he passed too. Is Jim Brown still alive? Because I thought he passed off so recently. Yeah, he passed. He passed last year. Yeah. That's what I thought. He just uh, passed last year. Yeah. It's very interesting. Like, I met him. I met him on a plane once, on in first first class. Uh-huh. On my way to uh, Denver one time, and he, you know, I, I tried to speak to him. He looked at me like I stole money from him. Oh wow! <clears throat> oh wow! Okay. You know. 
Yeah, I was saying, I'm like, wow, this is two years back. I was like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm like, like a couple of hours over from him. I said, you know, this is Jim Brown. Cause I, I, I came through the check-in with him, right? And then when I saw he was in the same flight that I was on, I was like, hey, this is cool. I'm going to be flying with Jim Brown. Yeah. You know, he looked at me like, you know, how dare you talk to Ross? Yeah. <laughs> kind of look, oh, you know. You know what, like, and, that, and I'm not saying that that wasn't your perception, but when individuals are in their private, are they trying to do something? It's not like they don't want to acknowledge fans sometimes, but they want to be be people. They want to be left alone. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. And no, there's nothing wrong with the, there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, it was just it's an attitude thing, okay? God met celebrities before that did act like that, okay? I mean, especially in my bouncers, I was I drove limos, so I met a lot of celebrities. Okay, mm-hmm. I was always at the airport, I was always at you know events and stuff. So I met a lot of celebrities, and mm-hmm. to have one like treat me, treat me like that, and I now I wasn't I wasn't hounding him for our grab and then like that. I was just you know trying to you know, acknowledge him, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he like and, and the way he looked at me, you know, it was like he was like he was ready to shoot me or something. Like, how dare you? <laughs> you know, kind of like how, you know, like I got did something to it, you know. <laughs> Ooh, this is, I got pain shooting through my leg. That is like, ooh. See my face on Facebook. Ah, this stuff hurt. I got to start writing this picture right because I can't deal with this pain. This pain is kicking my butt. It's like going straight. And they don't know what the heck is going on, but we start talking about change. And we start talking about body parts. I got a little bite feed, like a little feed that I can ride. Oh, my God, it hurts. You got, got a cramp or it's just pain? It's just like I got a shooting. It's like a shooting pain just going straight to my leg. That is just, oh, my God, it's so like pins and needles. They trying to say that it's rheumatoid nodules. I don't think it is. I don't know what it is, but it's like the complexion, the texture of my leg is changing, and it's, it's DNA. I believe it's DNA because I learned some things about my medical history from my mother that she didn't know what she was telling, but um, I'm just hoping that it don't affect my limbs because these people really don't know. So right now I'm moving my face. You know, I don't want to exercise, but I got to move. Because when I went to a school, they do a course, and I had a blockage, but not. And nobody seems to know what they really do. But that's all good. Let it get the best of me. I know that's a pain. So we started getting back, talking about the change possible, and you got to want it. you you got to want it. And you also got to get out of your comfort zone. A lot of times individuals comfortable in their comfort zone. They don't want to do anything. And you want to associate with other persons and focus on your success. You know, a lot of times we find excuses to justify why we can't do certain things or why we think it's impossible to do certain things. And that may not always be the case. You want to set short-term and long-term goals. And here's another thing that's really, really important is we got to stop comparing ourselves to other people. That's a problem. Like you were talking about with the jealousy thing. I don't know why a person would be jealous of me because they don't realize what the hell I got to go through and what I got to deal with. They really don't. 
you know, but it is what it is. It, sometimes I guess I make it look good. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But sometimes I be really wanting to do what they, we remember the movie with Eddie Murphy with Changing Places? Well, sometimes I would love to do that. <laughs> let me just, let somebody have to deal with the stuff I got to deal with. Now, is it possible to completely change your life? When we start talking about changing your life, while it isn't easy to change your life just overnight, but making changes affects you control gives you the best chance of the life that you want. You've got to know what's within your control and what's not within your control. And you've got to stop people dictating age. You know, and I see that a lot of times with young adults. I see that like with teenagers when they become very rebellious. And part of it is because many individuals find it difficult if they feel that other people are trying to control them and they don't want to change or they just rebel or they become resistant to change. What is your take on that? Well, as far as people, you know, like you said earlier, you know, you got to want to, you know, there's something that comes from within. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got a lot of people that don't change because they're just not ready. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's just like people that are, you know, drug addicts or whatever they do they, they shouldn't be doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the, the thing is not that they can't change, it's just, just that they don't want to. They're not ready right. to. You know, especially when you hear those people that say that, oh, I gotta stop smoking, just quit smoking, smoking any kind, any time I want to. I can quit drinking whenever I want to. I can stop doing crap whenever I want to. You know, <laughs> you know. In reality, that's not a, that's not a fact because technically they don't want to. <laughs> okay. Well, but you use that. I can stop whenever I want to, kind of thing. And so, so technically, they got to be able to do it from within. They got to be like I was saying about uh, saying, listen. He literally, he literally could have changed his lifestyle. He probably would have survived, but he continued on, even though he had notoriety and everything. A lot of celebrities acknowledged him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And because um, even though he lost to Ali, well, yeah, yeah Ali, and um, mm-hmm. he um, he still, you know, was he, he was still, you know, he, he, to this day he's still considered you know, a great fighter. You know, uh-huh. and so he was, he was highly acknowledged, and he could have literally retired at that point and and made money, you know, just being a, used to be a, a fighter, you know, right. rather than trying to, you know, trying to still fight and trying to, you know, and plus doing a lot of uh, um, dark seated stuff that he was still doing, you know, uh-huh. and he was still involved with the mob and what have you, and um, uh-huh. you know, had he just changed his life, you know, after he lost that title. And went on and started. He did something like like what George Foreman did, you know. Did uh-huh. something different. He could have been different, but he chose to continue how he had been living his life, you know. Uh-huh. Well, but even my what? dad said he was no drug addict or nothing. But he just he he did drugs, but he didn't use no needles, you know. Uh-huh. And, well, um, I realized that one of the hey pig. I keep calling him a pig. I see Roger Walton is watching. Roderick, you can call in. If you want to call in on the show to share if change is possible, give me a call at 516-387-1914. And, Uncle Roderick, I've been meaning to fuss at you because I was driving down Wilmington one day, and I could have swore you almost ran into me. I'm like, is he on the bicycle and almost ran into my doggone vehicle? I don't know if you knew that was me or not, but I really, you know, hi. Was that you that, oh, I forgot the date it was, but one day I was riding down Wilmington, 
and you was on a bike, and you almost ran into me. And I was like, I don't know if you was waving at me because you kept waving at me. I was like, well, he know he just almost ran into me. <laughs> but change, we're talking about change, and is change possible? And then my question, Mr. Ed, is why do some people never change? Some individuals might be comfortable, like I said, with their habits, with reluctance to step out their comfort zone. Others might fear the unknown. But past experience and beliefs can strongly influence a person's willingness to change. Past experience. You know, we don't know it's what like happened. I, like I, it's like I said before, you know, you got to, like you said, actually, that you got to you gotta want to change. You got to come from within. Okay. You know, you got to want to do it, you know. And so the reason people don't change because they don't want to, you know. Well, change it's, comes it's, from within. Uh, my uncle is, is on Facebook Live, I mean Facebook, and I was driving down the street. I was driving down the street one day in my, uh, in my vehicle. And I saw a person on a bicycle, and they almost, I was on Wilmington by George Washington Elementary School, and the person was coming like, it almost hit me. And I was like, I look like my uncle. No, he didn't almost run into me on a bicycle. And he said on here, he said, you were probably going too slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Individuals they pre-contemplate, you know, and I do that. I'm like, I know I need to do this, 
you know what? I should do that. They call it the if I could have, would have, should have. But we have to basically get to the point where we start talking about motivation. you got to be motivated. Sometimes you want to surround yourself with like-minded people. That can help too, Mr. Ed, and also finding a way of holding yourself accountable. Because we can change any behavior if we really, 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 really want to. I tell individuals with God, motivation, and determination, if you are determined to do something, when they say, ain't no stopping me now, you can't stop me from doing what I want to do. I know for the year of 2024 and 2025, I've got some stuff that I need to do. I need, there's some stuff that's happening in my life that's manifesting itself. I'm trying to focus more on my health right now. Because if I'm not healthy, that's going to be a problem. I'm not trying to be sitting up there, and, and I graduated on a cane with my bachelor's and my master's degree, and I was in my 30s back then. But I'd be doggone, but if I be on a stage with a, in the wheelchair, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> as long as I'm, it is. Well, Mr. Ed, I'm going to say this, and I, 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 God is my witness. I was in pain so bad, I was on a walker. I was using a cane. But one year, my daughter, no, last year my daughter took me to Vegas. And we was at the Valencian Hotel. And I was on a walker. Two older women looked at me, and they gave me that side eye. And these women had to be in their late 60s, early 70s. And I ain't been on a walker since. <laughs> I said, the devil is a liar. Some women looked at me like, bitch, please. <laughs> but they didn't realize how much pain I was in. They didn't realize that I couldn't move. They didn't realize this arthritis was kicking my butt. But, Mr. Ed, I ain't been back on no walker. <laughs> I ain't doing that no more. I'm going to press I will stand to bed if I get <laughs> So I had to change my attitude about that. Because I didn't want to look at it, I'm not going to say as a crutch, but I had to change the way I was doing things and allowing my body to rest because I realized that I was constantly on the go. So what do you want the listeners to know? Because we had an age now to where we've seen a lot, we've heard a lot, we've experienced a lot. We don't want it to impede our attitude in a negative way. Well, what are some of the positive things that you or would like to share with the listeners if they're struggling at um, perhaps changing their people, places, or things? Some people are afraid to change relationships. They are stuck in toxic, unhealthy relationships. And my sister from another mother used to say, Jeanette, uh, she will be in therapy or co-therapy with people. If that person never changes, you want to do Okay, thank you. So, what is, what is your take on change in relationships? What 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 makes change in a relationship? No, if a person, if you're in a toxic relationship, or if you went into the year with in an unhealthy toxic relationship, waiting on this person to change, but they may not change, but it may change you. What is your advice when we talk about changes within relationships? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Uh-huh. Changing in a relationship. Hmm. 
Um, you hear me? I can hear you. Oh. Uh, give me that question one more time. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay. smoky. A lot of times we're talking about a relationship. We have individuals that are in toxic relationships, unhealthy relationships, and we're waiting on that person to change. We're hoping that they change for the better. But sometimes they may not want to change. They may be comfortable with who they are, what they do, whatever they have it in, whether it's abusive verbally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. They are who they are. But yet, many individuals are holding on to it because they're waiting on the person to change, thinking that things are going to get better. But yet, as the year and time goes by, it actually gets worse. And sometimes individuals are afraid to let go because they think that there's nothing else out there. I was watching a movie the other day, and a woman was talking to a counselor, and the woman was sitting it with a black guy and was saying, he don't do it all the time. He's really getting better with his attitude. The woman looked at her like, uh, maybe so. Oh, hold on. Um, we're talking about changes within relationships. Sometimes you can have a person that's willing to welcome changes, and then you can also have some individuals that want you to just accept and adapt their unhealthy, toxic ways. That was my question. And then you got some individuals, Mr. Ed, they may have evolved, they may have grown, they may have changed some of their ways, like you said, whether they were on drugs or or no Oops, I don't know if that's my phone or your phone. And because they're not... The other person don't want to let go of some of the things that happened in the That was another question that I had, too. If you've changed, you've done the work, you worked on you, but yet a person don't want to accept the fact that you've changed, what would you suggest that a person should do in that case? Still there, kind of, uh, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I'm still kind of stuck on that question. I'm still thinking about it. I mean, that's kind of, kind of. Deep. So that makes you think. That makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I remember you, you kind of got me on that one. You became a new creature, but yet every time you look up, the person keeps reminding you of who you used to be. You, you know, you're not that person anymore. Sometimes people like to hold you hostage based on who you was years ago and in your past. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see that all the time. Like, for instance, like with me doing what I do, right, I have people that, uh, you know, they see me on uh, on Facebook. They see me on uh, the YouTube. They see me on Blog Talk. Oh, what the heck? People are driving crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in the Costco parking lot right now. And it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know? I can't imagine. Uh, I didn't want to be out before people were holidays. Let's go now. This song's about to go dead. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I had to get some gas, and then I had to, uh, you know, anyway. Um, yeah, so 
Yeah, you got people that look at you, you know, past situations. Say, for instance, um, when I um, broke up with my second wife, right, I um, temporarily had uh, went to visit my kids up up north, and um, I stayed uh, for a couple of nights with my, my ex-wife. And I thought at that time that maybe it was meant for me to break up with this woman because maybe I was meant to be with my kid's mother, you know, and maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was an omen that she tried to get back with her. And so I actually, actually, you know, tried it. I actually, you know, but after that first night, I realized, Hell no. Because <laughs> now she's even worse than she was when I left her. <laughs> you know? wow. I was with my last wife at that point for 10 years. See? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, this is, this is not who I should be. No, we're not going. No, she's worse now than she was when I broke up with her 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know. Um, yeah. So you, you, you do change. You evolve. You know? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the same one you was back when. You know? Regardless of what people think, I've heard people say, well, you know, I remember when this and this and this. Well, yeah, back then I, I tolerated that. Back then I was cool with that. Now I'm in a different place now, you know. You can't, you know, once you grow, okay, you can't go back to where you grew out of. That makes sense? Lord, 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 now you're preaching and my phone's about to go dead, but you know what? You got some people that try to take you back to places where God delivered you from. I'm there you go. A lot. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. I will not give you the power to take me back to places that God delivered me from. Nope, not mm-hmm. doing it. I refuse. I refuse. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is we got to hold on to that. We got to hold on to that, and that is a topic for a whole other show that we could talk about yeah. because a lot of times people will yeah. try to provoke you, trigger you, bring things up, you know, and uh, I heard Paula White say it best. She said, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. So, Mr. Ed, I'm going to let you go on Costco and do what you got to do because I already said he had rode my stationary bike. My niece already bought me dinner. I got to do my billing for the night, and I'm going to lay it down because I learned to give me some sleep. My beauty sleep been very valuable to me. But I do want to thank you. I was going to come on. I did it. I did my best. Even though the pain was kicking my butt, but I did my best. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, my dear. (laughs) Tried to not blow my nose as much, but um, couldn't couldn't get through all of that. But I did. Uh, Thank thank you for that, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's sitting up there my nose. I can't shoot off stuck up my nose because I can't breathe. (laughs) Oh, God, but I got the sniffles. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, and enjoy. And I want you to know, change is possible if you're willing to make the commitment. But you got to do the work. You got to do the work, and you got to be able to identify what areas in your life that you want to go back to the drawing board. And if it's not going the way you want it to go, don't give up. Don't give up. You know, you got to plan A, plan B, plan C. But we want to make sure that we have some structure in our life and that we are being held accountable for the decisions that we make because there are decisions. And until next week, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I'll find something to talk about. And Uncle Pig, you can call in on the show, too, if you got something you want to talk about. Okay? So take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. And until next week, remember, you got this. Thank you for tuning in with your dad, Abney, at Precious Predicaments Long Talk Radio. Bye-bye.